Cecilia Church, and she attends the Itaewon. Her name is Cassandra Robertson, and she's also um, an Emmaus, or no, not Emmaus, a New Philly Church staff, and she is also director of Unearth Ministries, which she's probably going to talk about a little bit today. But um, Cassandra is actually an, a very anointed, powerful woman of God, and when she speaks, there is so much life and power in, in the words that she releases. And so please give a warm welcome to Cassandra Robertson. Yeah, yeah. Hi, everyone. So much more intimate. I like it. Thank you. All right. Um, Yeah, like Rona said, my name is Cassandra Robertson. Um, Actually, I realized as she was saying that, she said Cassandra Robertson, I realized that I never hear my last name and I never say it (laughs) because it's so long that like Cassandra, Robertson, all together, compared to all these, like, Korean names, you know, it's so long that on everything at New Philly, it's only Cassandra. And my email, actually, my New Philly email, everyone else is, like, Rona Babb at New Philly and, you know, Aaron Lee at New Philly, and mine's just Cassandra because it's too long. <laughs> so even getting up here, and anyway, I realize I don't say my last name. Right? <laughs> Um, yeah, like she mentioned, I, uh, I'm on New Philly staff. I'm a, an administrator. I go to Itaewon campus, and I am the director of Unearthed Ministries. Um, and Unearthed is a ministry that really seeks to see transformation in the sex industry in Korea. And um, we've seen how there's so much... Um, yeah, just so much darkness over Korea involving sex industry and prostitution and pornography and human trafficking. And so our heart really is to see transformation come through Jesus to Korea, to the sex industry. And we just, um, what we do is we do prayer walks. And uh, we, um, we go through, we have prayer meetings uh, weekly. And then we go through red light districts and pray and really just release the spirit of God that we have upon us uh, in the red light districts that we go to. We also um, do a lot of uh, awareness type events and speaking, stuff like this. And um, yeah, our hearts really to give out love and hope and righteousness and joy into the sex industry. So really what we've seen is that, I mean, you, you can imagine, right? It's dark. It's sad, it's depressing, and so we know that God's not like that, that that's not the heart of God, and so we really just minister that. So anyway, that's unearthed. Um, Probably sometime as I'm speaking, a couple of my um, unearthed, uh, what is the word? I always lose words when I get on stage. Uh, Some of my co-leaders or people that are in unearthed members, whatever, they're going to come. So I think they're just running a little late. So it's going to be like, dun, dun, dun. there they are. <laughs> you didn't even know, huh? Nobody knew. Surprise, they're coming. Yeah. So Mark and Elizabeth, they are a married couple. And uh, they've been with Unearthed for almost two years. And uh, Unearthed, we've been going for maybe three and a half years officially. So Anyway, um, I'll talk a little bit more later about that stuff, but tonight what I really want to do is ignite something in you. 
And so what I've seen is that, number one, I know that God poured out on you guys at the retreat. Right? Who was at the retreat? Almost, almost everyone. All right. Okay. And if you weren't, you heard testimonies. And so through the testimony, God still poured out his spirit upon you. And um, I saw pictures. So I know that you guys got jacked up. Right? I know that you guys got hit and you got filled. So I want to really ignite again something and talk about the anointing that God poured out at that at the retreat and through different small groups and large groups here at Emmaus, the reason for that, okay? So, um, yeah, let me just pray. Um, Father, I thank you, Lord, that uh, your spirit was really poured out at the retreat upon everyone here in this room and that your spirit was also poured out through testimony. And so even if someone wasn't physically at the retreat, God, that your spirit was still poured out, I thank you, Lord, that you are really moving in Emmaus and that your spirit is in this room tonight. It was, God, when we worship, you inhabit our praise. And so tonight, as we were all worshiping, your spirit filled this room. Your spirit is in this room. And I just pray right now, Lord, that every heart would be in tune with your heart, that every eye would be looking upon you and looking upon your cross. And I just declare in this room, God, that hearts are being set on fire that hearts are being set on fire, Father, and I thank you. And I I ask, Lord, that you would let everyone in this room see your heart tonight through these words. So I just pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, If you have your Bible, I would like you to please open to Isaiah 61. (laughs) Isaiah 61. Do you guys know that God has a plan for your life? Do you know? Do you know that... Oh, shoot. I thought it was going to be them. And I was going to be like, da-da-da! <laughs> oh, that was still good. Welcome again. <laughs> it's awesome. No, don't worry. We haven't, we haven't really started, so you're okay. <laughs> um... What God has poured out upon you at Emmaus and what God has poured out uh, in familias and what God poured out at the retreat is actually so much bigger than for you. And so I want to talk about that tonight. So Isaiah 61, we're going to read verses 1 through 3. And many of you may know this passage, but I want you to look at it with new eyes tonight. Like Read it as if you've never read it before and see it as if this is like the first time you're hearing it, right? So, uh, actually, let's just all read it out. I'm going to read from the ESV version, so let's just all read it out together. And, um, yeah, verses 1 through 3. Ready? Go. Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Amen. Dang, um, I don't know if you guys know what Lutheran is, but I grew up in a Lutheran church, and it's very, uh, like, a very traditional church, and we have 
it's like an unspoken thing, but there's like a definite pace when everyone reads liturgy stuff. And you guys are so fast. I'm all like Lutheran pace. And you're like, woo, wasn't used to that. Sorry. Um, yeah. So Isaiah 61, this is actually uh, verses that New Philly has, right? These are our verses. And I really want to break down. There's a couple of things that I learned as I was looking through this verse that are actually really cool and really fun. So I want to just dig into it. Um, The first part of it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And that word spirit, actually it's the Hebrew word ruach. Everybody say ruach. No, say it louder. Ruach. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Ruach means the breath of God. It's the spirit of God. It's the breath of God. And there's a couple places that, uh, I mean, it's, we've seen it many times in the scripture, but there's a few places in scripture that I want to point out where, it's, uh, where we see this word. And it's so significant. Dun, <laughs> yeah! Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Is Liz going to come too? Okay, okay. I told them that we were going to be like grand entrance when you came. <laughs> so everyone, this is Mark. <laughs> uh, the Ruach of God, the Spirit of God. And so one of the places we see this word, this Ruach, this breath of God, is in Genesis 1, verse 2. And this is, uh, let, me, let me open it really quick. Genesis 1, verse 2. This is where nothing had yet been created. There was just openness and expanse, right? And it says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And this was the breath of God. The Spirit of God, the breath of God was hovering over this expanse, this deep waters that was not yet created into anything. And what happened, how did God create How did God create light? He spoke. That's right. He spoke it, right? So this breath of God is hovering over the expanse. And then God speaks. It's the breath of God. His spirit created. His breath created something from nothing. And so this is the same word that we see in Isaiah 61 that says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. This breath of God that literally created something from nothing is upon me. Is that not powerful? Like the creative power of the God of the universe is upon me. So powerful. Um, yeah. The second, another place I want to point out is Ezekiel 37. Yeah, you know. Ezekiel 37, and this is um, the story of Ezekiel and the Valley of the Dry Bones. And so Ezekiel, before him was this pit of dry bones, right? And the Lord said to him, I want you to prophesy to these bones that they are going to become a mighty army. I want you to speak out and declare that they are going to become a mighty army. And so he prophesied that they would come to life. And these bones, I mean, you've got to imagine this, right? It's these dead bones that uh, 
There was nothing, right? And all of a sudden, they began to form again. The muscles came back on the bones, and the skin came back on the bones, and the ligaments got put back into place, and the cartilage, it all started getting put back into place. But then he saw that there was no breath in them. If you look, verse 8, it says that there was no breath in them. And verse 9, God said, Ezekiel 37, verse 9, then God said to Ezekiel, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come forth from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. And so what, all those words where you see breath, 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 that is ruach. That's the same word, that the spirit of God, the ruach, right? So not only did we see in Genesis 1 that this breath of God has creative power to create something from nothing, now we see that this breath of God has resurrection power for something that was created and died and was dead it has the power to raise it back to life and so he said to him i want you to prophesy to the breath i want you to declare to the spirit of god and to um yeah to this ruach this breath that it's going to come into these bones and they're going to live and so wouldn't you know he prophesied and the breath came and they came to life and they became a great mighty army And so this breath, this ruach that has the resurrection power is upon us, right? Creative power, resurrection power, the same spirit is upon us. But why? Why did God place his spirit upon us? Why is the spirit of the Lord upon us? Why is this ruach, this breath upon us, right? If you look at the next part, it says, because the Lord has anointed me. Because the Lord has anointed me, he put his spirit on me. And what is, I want to look at this anointing, what this anointing means, right? So in the Old Testament, uh, anointing with oil had multiple purposes. And uh, one one of the things that it was used for, anointing with oil, just means to pour it out, right? Pouring oil on. One of the purposes was to actually protect their skin. So in the Old Testament, right, they lived in the desert. They lived in the dry places where it's scorching hot. The sun is coming down. The wind is blowing. And, I mean, you can get sunburn, but you can get windburn, right? You can get windburn and the sand is blowing. And so they would pour oil on themselves to protect their skin, to protect it from cracking and breaking, to protect against all the harsh elements, Right? And uh, another reason why they poured out oil was to actually protect and heal wounds. And so kind of same thing, you know, you've got these harsh elements, you've got this sand blowing and stuff. If you've got any sort of wound, it's not like they just put a Band-Aid on it, but they would pour oil on it to protect it, but also help it heal faster. And so we see that this oil, this anointing, was one, to protect from harsh elements, and number two, to heal the wounds, right? And the third thing was to set someone apart for public ministry. So it was kind of like an inauguration. Like you see any president goes through an inauguration speech and they do an oath and whatever. But in the Old Testament, they anointed with oil. And this was the, their sending forth their inauguration to public ministry and to say that this person was set apart by God for a specific calling, right? And so when we see here, it says... Because the Lord has anointed me. 
If you put all these three things together, it's really so much more than what we think in our head of the Lord anointed me, right? This is meaning the Lord poured oil upon you. He anointed you to protect you from harsh environments. All the things that you're going to have to deal with, the harsh place, the harsh people, the harsh words, the elements, he has anointed you to protect you from it. Number two, it's to uh, to heal your wounds, right? And to cover any wounds that might be there. So God has anointed you to heal you. And number three is to set you apart and to call you into ministry, into your calling. And when I say ministry, I don't mean like a pastor or something. You're not... You don't necessarily have to be called to be a pastor or, you know, whatever, full-time MA staff or something. But, <laughs> like, he has anointed you for his set purposes, right? So, because the Lord has anointed you, first he anointed you. Did you know that? It wasn't first that he poured out his spirit and then he healed you, right? He first anointed you. He first set you apart. And after he set you apart, he poured his spirit upon you. He put that ruach, that breath of God in you, that resurrection power, that creation power, he put it in you. And this is what I want to ignite tonight, that here at SNU, I know that there, this campus is gigantic. I was like, wow. There is an entire huge pit of dry bones. There's a pit of dry bones, and there needs to be someone who has been anointed to prophesy to the breath that the bones might come to life. And not anybody can just do it. You know, not some any just Joe Schmo can be like, hey, I prophesy. You know, it needs to be the anointed ones. And so when God has poured out his spirit upon you, it's for a purpose much greater than just for you, right? I mean, he touched you. And he's been touching you so that you would see his heart and see his love and feel his love. But it's greater than that. It's it's bigger than that, right? And, um, yeah. I want, um, for, for myself... Um, when I first came to Korea, I had, I was in this funk, major funk, right? And when I say funk, I mean, I was a Christian. I wasn't like really walking in sin necessarily or living a super backslidden life, but I just, I couldn't do anything. I was so functified, if that's a word. I was like, I mean, I would go to church, but I literally couldn't do anything. I would just stand there couldn't sing, I couldn't raise my hands, I couldn't even uncross my arms. I was that girl. (laughs) And everything everyone else would do just annoyed me. I was like, oh, why are you singing so loud? Why are you trying to lay hands on me and pray for me? You know, it's like, get off. And I was just so blocked, even though in my heart I knew I wanted it. Even though in my heart I had this this desire, but it was like I was in this glass box, kind of. And when you're in a box... All you see is your, your, your darkness and your box. When you're in a glass box, you see everything else, but you're stuck inside, right? And so that's kind of what it was for me. And so when I came to Korea, um, I had already been two years into it. For two years, I was like this. I mean, I lived in Kansas City, and so I was going to IHOP and 
the International House of Prayer, and just because a place is anointed and a place of the Spirit of God doesn't mean necessarily that, yeah, I mean, I, couldn't, I cannot receive. Anyway, I don't know what my deal was. But um, when I came to Korea, so I had been here for a year, and then I went to a joint prayer meeting. And during that joint prayer meeting, um, Pastor John Michael from New Philly, he was leading prayer for North Korea. And I had never really been to a prayer meeting like that necessarily where it was like, okay, we're going to pray for this, so everybody pray for that. I mean, at IHOP it was like, okay, we're going to pray for Israel right now. Join us if you'd like kind of a thing or, you know, worship on your own if you'd like to. But this was different. And so I didn't understand and I didn't really care. But I decided that, you know, I would just go along with it. But... Now, mind you, like I said, I was in a funk, so I didn't even know what to say or what to do. So it was like, um, God, um, I, should, I should close my eyes. Um, God, I pray, you know, uh, I just pray for North Korea. And what happened was I started to just pray for North Korea, just say whatever came out of my mouth. And it was like this, I don't even know, but boom, I think I was sitting in the front row, probably where you are, Michelle, it was like, boom, and I just started crying. No one touched me, there wasn't an altar call, no one prayed for me, I didn't ask God anything, I wasn't even really, it was nothing, and I just started crying, I was like, on the outside, it was like, and on the inside, I was like, what a doof, what am I doing, and why am I crying, and I don't feel anything, but okay, and my hair is like this, and I was like all wet and tears in my my hair, and snot in my hair, and my pants were like all soaked, but I was like, I don't feel anything, why am I crying right now, and so God was just touching me, just because that was what he wanted to do, and so after that day, it was it was me praying for North Korea. It was me praying for this injustice, right? I didn't even really realize what was happening in North Korea. But as I prayed for it, God just touched me. And it was like that anointing, that healing, right? That heal, when you pour the oil, it's like you heal the wounds. It's healing faster. It was like that anointing came on. And... The next day, actually, was when I met my friend, and we ended up talking, and she shared with me about Unearthed, and it was, it was the next day. I mean, I, I wasn't even, like, doing anything for, um, I was blocked. But then it was, like, suddenly over, and I was back to everything, and I was like, yeah, get me in church, and get me in this, and I want to be a leader, and I was like, oh, you know? And uh, it was like, those three years had never happened, almost. And... Um, and so I met my friend the next day, and she told me that she kind of felt the Spirit of God to lead her to start this ministry, which would become unearthed. And she just asked if I'd pray for her. So I said, yeah, okay, I'll pray for you, that's fine. And I always kind of had a little bit of a heart for justice and justice issues, so for me it was no problem just to pray for her, but it's not like I wanted to get involved with it. And um, so I don't know what happened, though, because when I prayed for her, then it was like all of a sudden... I couldn't stop thinking about it. But I was like, I don't care about that. And I wanted to, like, I, my heart was more for the orphans at that time. And I, you know, wanted to get kind of more involved in that. And 
when I prayed for her, it was like this transfer or something. And I found myself staying up really late every night. And I was like researching what was going on in the sex industry and what she was what, what she was seeing, and she was like, you know, all this stuff is happening. And so I started to look up statistics and all this stuff. And it was like this, it was like the valley of dry bones. Like I was these dry bones, and I was put together. I had the muscles. I had the, the body parts. I had everything. I was put together, but I had no breath. right? I had no, no spirit. I had, I mean, I did, obviously, because I was a Christian. I had the spirit of God in me, but it was like, it was something was missing. And then when he kind of poured that out that night and breathed upon me, it was like new life came. And then suddenly, it was like, yeah, alive again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so without the anointing of God, without that breath, without that ruach, we're just dry, you know? And they're just dry, and SNU is just dry. And yeah, the breath, the spirit of God, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. And um, what I was getting at with telling you kind of part of my testimony was that the reason he did that was not just so that he could show me that he loved me. It was so that I would be awakened to do something. And it's no coincidence to me that the very next day was when I found out about unearthed, you know, that he, he anointed me, which means to set you apart for, or set you apart for your calling and, and reveal that. And it's like an inauguration. And then the next day I find out about it and then I join. And then three and a half years later, here I'm telling you about it, you know, and, um, the reason why he does this is to, Da, 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 da. And we see this in the rest of the passage. Okay, so we're going to look at it. Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. Why? To bring good news to the poor. Right? When, whenever you see this to, it means so that, so that you will, in order to, right? He has anointed you. He has poured out his spirit upon you so that you will bring good news to the poor. So that uh, he, uh, he has sent you to bind up the brokenhearted. Right? How many of you guys know that Korea has one of the highest, if not the highest, suicide rate in the entire world? Right? How many brokenhearted people do we have in this nation? What do we do? Do we just teach about it? Do we just try to make people happier? Do we just put signs up on a bridge so people won't jump off? I mean, while those things are great, and I hope that they're really, you know, helping people, what, it, what are we going to do, right? The Spirit of the Lord God is upon you so that you will bind up the brokenhearted. Not a bridge, right? Not a sign, not some ad in a newspaper, Though God can work through that, he has put his spirit upon you so that you will bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Now, a couple of things. Number one, this word proclaim, actually, I was looking it up, so cool. 
<laughs> I love looking up stuff in Hebrew. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like seriously one of my favorite things. Just it's all online. It's so easy. You don't even have to you don't even have to know Hebrew. You don't even have to study. You just look it up online and you press a button and it tells you how to say it. It tells you how to read it and it tells you what it means and it tells you other places you can find it in the Bible. It's so easy. Right? Blueletterbible.com. Go. <laughs> so this word proclaim is the same word that we see all throughout Genesis when God was naming all the things that he had just created. So this word proclaim, it kind of means name or call. And so God created light. And he called it light. Right? He proclaimed it to be light. And he created the heavens and the earth. And he proclaimed it to be heaven and earth. And then even when Adam was naming all the creatures, Adam called them dog and he called them bear. But he proclaimed it to be dog. He proclaimed it to be a bear. He proclaimed it, you know, and even Eve, he called her Eve. He proclaimed her to be Eve. And so this word is literally prophesying something that isn't yet, but it's calling it into being, right? Light didn't have a name. Dog didn't have a name. Eve didn't have a name, but it was proclaimed into being. And so here he says, to proclaim liberty to the captives. What he's saying is liberty isn't there for them right now. But you are going to call it forth. You're going to call it liberty for the captives. You're going to proclaim it to be something that it doesn't look like it is right now. Right? The spirit of the Lord God is upon you to proclaim and call forth liberty to the captives. Um, In 2007... Statistics showed that more than 1.2 million women, 1.2 million women were working in the sex industry in Korea. And that's 20% of the women between the age of 15 and 29. So one in five of everyone in your age was working in the sex industry at some point, right? Most girls get into the sex industry between the ages of 13 and 15. Um... According to the U.S. Attorney General in 2006, South Koreans accounted for the highest population of people trafficked to America. South Koreans are trafficked out, and they're used for prostitution in other nations. And they're the number one victim in the United States. Um, 2006, South Korea was the second highest nation in the world for pornography revenue. Okay? I want you to guess how much the pornography revenue was for Korea. Huh? Wait, what? One billion? No, it's more. <laughs> what? <laughs> speak, speak louder. One trillion? No, it's less than that. <laughs> but that, that was good. Usually people are like, one billion. Uh, two billion? Uh, three billion? You're just like, boom, one trillion. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> it is $25.7 billion in one year for pornography revenue. Now, when you think of nations with high pornography revenue, what do you think? 
No, no, I mean like what nation, literally. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You're like, dirty. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, actually, like what nation comes to mind when you think of nations that have high pornography revenues? Japan, China, U.S., Europe. Yeah. Man, in Europe, man, you go to a hotel and all of the channels are like porn. Ugh. Anyway, um, United States, Canada, United Kingdom, Italy, Germany, Australia, Russia, all combined is $5 billion less than Korea. These are secret things that we don't know about, that nobody knows about, but there are people that are in major bondage in this nation, right? Not just bondage because of someone being trafficked, but bondage to addictions, bondage to pornography, bondage to uh, video games, right? Bondage to alcohol. Soju in this nation, I mean... Tuesday night at like 7 o'clock, people are puking on the streets. That's bondage. Okay, that's not just drinking with your company. That is bondage, right? And so you have been anointed, and the Spirit of the Lord is upon you to proclaim freedom for the captives, right? He has sent me to... Oh, I already read that. Uh, And the opening of the prisons to those who are bound... Right? When we talked, remember how we talked about that, that Ruach, that Spirit of God? It was in two places and it, and it did two different things. Number one, it was that creative power. Number two, it was resurrection power. Right? We have the power to resurrect dry hearts. We have the power to resurrect dead hearts. We have the power to resurrect destinies. How many destinies in this nation of orphans are just shattered, right? Are just. They're lost. Orphans that have these destinies that they may never get to because everything's taken away from them. Because their family just doesn't want them anymore. And so they give them away. Or one family member dies and then the other ones say, I don't really want to take care of them. So, right? What are other injustices that we see in this nation, right? We have to look at all of these things and we see North Korea prison camps. Okay, here you go for literal. Prison camps, literally prison doors. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you to open the prison for those who are bound. And it's not like this is figurative speech because God did it multiple times, right? Paul and Silas were in the prison. The doors literally opened, right? So the Spirit of the Lord is upon us to open these doors through our prayers, through our intercession, through our worship. It literally opens doors, right? And we see orphans, we see bullying. Um, where am I at with these papers? Um, what did I read? Oh my gosh. Do you guys care if I just throw myself on the floor? <laughs> like can't pay attention when it's like this. Okay. Oh, I, I read that uh, in South Korea, every day, 219 cases of school violence are reported. Every day, 219 cases of school violence. Man, 
There's a lot of brokenhearted people. There's a lot of people in bondage. There's a lot of people, right, that have mourning, that they mourn. They literally want to kill themselves because they don't want to go to school anymore and face what they have to face. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon you. Why? To give them beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning. You have been given the breath of God. You have been anointed to release joy instead of mourning. To show people that this isn't how it has to be. This isn't really how it is. Right? You release joy. You release gladness. Instead of a a garment of praise, instead of a faint spirit. How many people in this nation really have no idea who they are? Right? Identity crisis all over the place. People trying to be someone else. They try to copy a celebrity. They try to change their face. They try to change their body to be someone else. They have no idea who they are. They have a faint spirit. But the spirit of the Lord God has been poured out upon you so that you will give them a spirit of praise instead. And all of this is so that the Lord would be glorified, right? So that they would be called oaks of righteousness that the Lord may be glorified and (laughs) really as believers we cannot be unaware of what's happening right we can't be unaware I mean you don't have to spend hours on the internet researching stuff like I did (laughs) because really (laughs) it'll steal a lot of your time you can if you want because it's kind of fun, but um, we can't be unaware of what's happening. And so the Lord really has opened our eyes to see, and we need to open our own eyes to see what's happening and what's going on and what we're called to do about it, right? And if you look in Amos chapter 5, the Lord actually rebukes the Israelites because they were coming before him and they were doing all the sacrifices that they were supposed to do. They were Uh, doing their rituals, they were giving their uh, praises and everything that they were supposed to do. And he rebuked them and he said, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to see your sacrifices anymore because you are allowing this injustice to happen in your land. You're not doing anything about it. You're You're not paying attention. You don't care. All you care about is making sure that everything for you is set straight, right? But the Spirit of the Lord has not been poured upon you so that your life is set straight. And so that you feel good and happy all the time. Right? The Spirit of the Lord God has been poured out upon you so that you will do something about all these injustices that you see. Right? And so he rebukes them. We can't be like that. And and the reason why I think this is such a key message for you, specifically SNU. I mean, I've, I've been to Yonsei. I've spoken at Yonsei Emmaus. Uh, But the reason why I think this, especially for you, is so key is because this is SNU, right? I know that seems a little bit funny, but SNU is the top university in Korea. Korea is one of the top nations in the developed world, right? There's so much power that this nation carries. And you, being students of SNU, Just simply by being here, just simply by carrying the name SNU, you 
have so much power and authority. So much power and authority to do things that people who are maybe in full-time ministry don't even have the ability to do. You have opportunities to speak with professors and, and powerful people, governmental leaders, right? Some of you in this room will be governmental leaders. You will be these powerful people. And the Lord God has poured out his spirit upon you for that purpose. Right? You didn't come to SNU just because you filled out a good application form. Right? Just because you wrote a good essay. That's not what got you into SNU. Right? You guys have been sent here. You have been sent by God. For this, for this passage, right? You've been sent, you've been anointed, you've been called. You, the Spirit of the Lord has been poured out upon you. And um, really, Emmaus is a forerunner ministry. And what that means is forerunners are someone that goes before everyone else. Get that? Forerunner? <laughs> you go ahead, right? You go first and you make a path behind you. You go first and you tear down the walls so that the other people can just go on through. And in this room, specifically Emmaus is a forerunner campus, but also, or I mean a forerunner ministry, but SNU is a forerunner campus. You guys are the first plant, Emmaus plant. You're forerunning the way for KU. You're forerunning the way for other uh, campuses. And as leaders and as students of SNU, you are forerunning. You are making a path in so many different areas, right? And so what I want to do tonight um, is I just want to pray for you guys. Uh, <clears throat> actually, first, what we're going to do is I want us to pray for Korea. I want us to pray for this nation because um, when I prayed for North Korea, without even caring, without even knowing what was happening, God really touched me and changed my life just by praying for North Korea. And so what I want us to do first is to pray for this nation, to pray for some of the things I shared with you about, right? About sex trafficking and pornography and prostitution and bullying and suicide and North Korea and anything else that might be burning on your heart uh, orphans or whatever it is that is on your heart. Let's just pray for that. Let's ask that Ruach of God, that breath, that spirit of God to come upon South Korea. And then, and then I'm going to pray for you guys specifically. Okay. So let's just take a few minutes. Let's pray for.